Well, what is going on, everybody? Pastor Chris here for our next episode of Continuing the Conversation. And we have been absolutely going through the whole part of this idea that the harbor is a place you can come to. And if you haven't listened to any of our other episodes, the last few episodes we've talked through the the idea of the harbor is a place you come to. It's a place you come to connect to Christ. It's a place where you come to connect into community, to allow you to realize that you are convinced of Jesus's love. You're changed by Jesus's love, and that makes you a communicator of Jesus's love. And then the last episode, we did discuss the gifts and how our maturity, our growth in our individual Christianity allows us to understand the collective diversity of the gifts that is represented in the body. And so we're going to continue um, in our discussion. This is part four, and we're going to kind of turn the corner here. Uh, And not only are we going to discuss that this is a place you come to, it's a place you go from. And so that's what this episode is about. It's kind of the turning the corner of that this is a place you come to, but it's also a place you go from. And so that's what we're going to discuss on this episode. So as we turn the corner to the reality that this place, the harbor, is a place you go from, we understand that reasoning to be because Jesus in the New Testament, after he raises to life, he meets with the disciples again. Uh, And in fact, there are a, a number of people a multitude of people who see the resurrected Jesus. And so before he ascends into heaven, he kind of allows the disciples, encourages the disciples, gives confidence to the disciples that as he ascends into heaven, there's going to be another that is descending that is the Holy Spirit. And so therefore they need to go out and to make disciples and to make followers of Jesus to make followers of Jesus. And so that's kind of where we understand that we don't just come to a place, we go from a place. We go from a building. We go from a gathering. Understanding that our call as followers of Jesus is to make more followers of Jesus through evangelism, through discipleship. And ultimately, we do this as well in a group and we grow in a group. And so we're going to turn the corner here and we're going to read a portion of scripture found in Acts chapter two. So again, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Acts chapter two. We're going to actually start in verse 42 of Acts chapter two and the Holy Spirit, just to kind of give some context here, the Holy Spirit has already descended upon the disciples, uh, the apostles here, and Peter has preached a message. He's preached the gospel to those that are listening, and there are upwards of 3,000 people who come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
as a result, as a byproduct of Peter preaching the gospel. And that happens because of a prophecy that is found in Joel, where and by the Holy Spirit descends upon the apostles and from there gives power to the apostles to preach and to do healings and to do all that stuff. And so Peter preaches and again, 3,000 get saved. They come into a relationship with Jesus. So so that's where we're going to pick it up in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. So here is what it says. I'm going to read from the New International Version, and it says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now stop right here for a moment, just to kind of give you an idea. There's four things that they, meaning the people of Jesus now, these new followers of Jesus that that were called the way, they devoted themselves to four things. They have voted, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, whether that's Old Testament scripture, whether that's the the uh, the, the preaching of the stories that they saw Jesus do, in, in, as far as the miracles are concerned, as far as healing is concerned, as far as walking on water, and most importantly, as far as going to the cross, dying a death that they should have died because of their sin, but Jesus went as a perfect sacrificial atonement and offering and and died upon the cross, a criminal's death, was buried in a borrowed tomb, but was raised to life. And the apostles saw that. And so now they're preaching this raised to life thing that is Jesus, this, this being that is fully man and fully God. And so they devoted themselves, the people now, these 3,000 people, maybe some families, they're devoting themselves to that teaching and to gathering together, to fellowship, to meeting together, to understanding that commonality that they meet together is found in the apostles' teaching. It's found in the teaching that Jesus has raised to life so that we could raise to life. They also broke of bread. So this is the third thing. Now, this breaking of bread, which we're going to see later, is different uh, than, than that that the writer of Acts speaks about. This breaking of bread is communion. It's the practice of when you're gathering together, when you're listening to the teaching from the apostles, that you're going to practice communion, which is taking the bread, which Jesus talks about, take of my body, eat which is bread, take of my blood, which is the wine or juice, depending on if you're an Assemblies of God individual listening to this or Southern Baptist, right? Take the wine, take the juice and consume it as you remember me, as you remember the sacrifice. So they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, to the fellowship of one another in this gathering, to the communion, to breaking bread, and then finally to prayer. Now listen to what happens, the byproduct of those four elements that they devoted themselves, these people. Here's the byproduct of that. We're going to pick it up back up. So I'll read it just again. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Here's the byproduct of that. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together 
and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bed in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the apostles devote themselves to teaching, or these people devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship together, to doing communion together, to praying. And so they're filled with all of the wondrous signs and miracles that are being performed by the apostles. They sell their possessions. They sell their property to anyone who had a need. And every day they met together in the temple courts. And then they went from the temple courts They went from church, so to speak, to break bread in their homes, which that breaking is talking about a meal, could be also talking about as family units, they're doing communion together and they ate together. They, they, they enjoyed and they dined together. Now you got to keep in mind in this time period, it may not be so much these days. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Again, this is continuing the conversation. If you want to contend with this idea, I'm good for that. But I would imagine that eating together is one of the most intimate moments that we as humans have, right? There are other intimate moments, but I think when you're invited into somebody's home and they make a meal for you, that's an intimate thing. You're sharing your life with somebody. You also knew who were friends and who were well, I guess not friends, but how long they wanted you to stay based upon how much uh, fluid or liquid or drink was in your cup. So if I was a guest and I came into your home, which it would be very um, intimate to see inside of your your personal space, right? You made a meal for me. How I would know whether you were ready for me to go or not would be how many times you fill my glass. Now my glass continued to be full with water or sweet tea or whatever I'm drinking that night. If you stopped filling my cup, that was a sign. Okay. This person is ready for me to go. I need to go home. I don't know why we don't have indicators like that in today's context. Like maybe we need to go back to that for a minute because I know sometimes we as people overstay our welcome in the personal places of our our family and friends. But I I love the fact that they got together. They did worship together in a a gathering space, which is the temple or church. And then they went out into their homes. And they worshiped together there with glad and sincere hearts. And I love what the byproduct of this is. The byproduct is that the Lord added to their number daily those were being saved. There's something about the community. There's something about being in community with people that the outside world sees that, wait a second, you mean to tell me you're going to sell your possessions? You're going to sell your property for somebody else? That doesn't happen much in today's context. In our culture specifically, it doesn't happen much. And that's a broad brushstroke. Right? I, I need to acknowledge that. There may be exceptions to that rule. But for the most part, if you were to sell your house and give it to somebody in need, 
most people would look at you cross-eyed. Like, what are you doing? But I think we can understand and we know that from this, that, that community groupings of people are important outside of the church context. Outside of the gathering of the saints and gathering of the people within a church building, there's something important, something intimate that happens in the lives of individuals and families. When they gather outside of the church, they gather in their home, they eat together. People see this. People, people see a difference in that. I, uh, just to share a little story, there was a really hard time in my life, um, couple of years ago, uh, I really struggled. My wife and I went through a really difficult time. Uh, and we really, we really grieved during this time. Um, it was, it was hard. Uh, we had gone through a miscarriage of our fourth child. And I know I've shared this story before with those who have, uh, been with us in ministry for, for a couple years now. But yeah, it was a really difficult, dark time in our lives. And when this all went down, it was amazing to see the response of our community, of our circle of people, not just our friends, but the, the community of people we do life with, we do, we talk about God with, we grow with in regards to our relationship with Jesus and I'm going to tell you, there were times where I was in a deep, dark, hard depression depression state. And without being in a community of people, without being in a group, being isolated to the rest of the world, I don't know if I would truly be at the place I am in my faith with God, in my faith with Christ. Because I saw at the most dark, deep Hardest times of my life, there were a group of people that surrounded me with love, that they sold possessions for, for us. Uh, they, they made food for us. We ate together. They, they, they took our kids and allowed Aaron and I space. They babysat. Some of that to their own financial cost. They took them to the zoo and they took them to playgrounds and they just allowed space for Aaron and I to exist with this pain. And allowed me to see the importance of community. Allowed me to see the importance of what Acts chapter 2 represents. We had a need and they met it. And so it allowed us to have a sincere, glad heart. It allowed us to praise God in the hardest and difficult times. And I... I think that it's important that we gather in groups. Here's why. And if you're taking notes, you can write this down or you can have uh, Siri take a note of it. But I believe growth happens in a group. Growth happens in a group. Why? Because we are created first and foremost to connect together. Connect together in proximity, to connect together through a meal, to connect together. Now, I know there are friends out there who run online ministries, and I have no problem with meeting together in a FaceTime group or a Zoom group or or Facebook, whatever it may be. I have no issues with that. 
But I do think there is something intimate about a group of people who are in proximity to each other, that are physically present with each other. And growth, regardless of whether it's online or in proximity, I do believe there's, there's, there's growth in that group. You as an individual, you can be pushed and spurred forward in your connectivity with Jesus. Even if it's not a dark time. You know, I, I shared that story about my wife and I going through a really dark, difficult time. But it doesn't have to be dark and difficult. There can be moments in your life where you're in a sweet spot of life. And you're able to share with your group of people that you're doing this relational life with, that you're doing relationship with Jesus, you're connecting with Jesus, and you're connecting with each other, and you're able to celebrate and praise with a sincere and glad heart what is happening in your life. And so I think when we stop and praise, whether we're in a dark place or whether we're in a good place, when we stop and praise, it deepens our faith because our faith is fully displayed. It is fully on display for those in our group. And I think outside of the group as well. And it may be a subtle moment where people say there's something different about these people. That's, that's why I truly believe groups, community groups, it is the absolute backbone of the harbor ministry. It's the very foundation in which we live. Now, I have nothing wrong with gathering, gathering as a big group. I think those big gatherings, which we do on Tuesday nights, which I beg if you are in the Tampa Bay area, come out to our gathering on Tuesday, 8 p.m. here at the Harbor House. You can Google it. It's out at, here at USF. If you're a college student, you need to be connected into that group. I, I think that gathering is important for us to celebrate, to praise together, like to come to this place, to praise together, to give glory to God, and to celebrate all that God has done in our last week and, and give thanks for all he will do in our next week until we meet again the next Tuesday. That's important. You come to this place, but you must also go from this place. It's interesting to know whether Jesus sent out his 12 or sent out his 72. There's importance in the reality that we're going together, that we're going from a place together. And the disciples didn't stay out. They kept coming back to Jesus. They kept coming back to those things. And so again, I think it's important that we go, we go from this place we come to this place to go from this place to come to this place to go from this place all for the glory and edification and sanctification of our lives for Jesus because we want to encourage each other we want to cheer each other on we want to spur each other on towards the faith the believers persistence in these activities it demonstrated their need to learn. It demonstrated their need to encourage one another, to come back and to refocus on Christ's death, his burial, his resurrection, 
and to praise and petition God for their future. And so, again, if you're not in a community group, please, I I beg, join one, because you're going to grow your faith in Jesus, being around like-minded individuals, sharing a meal together. You're going to grow and, and deepen your trust and your faith. And let me tell you, when you start these relationships and you start to grow together, when one person of the group starts not to show up, the whole group feels it. It is a wild experience. You start to go, man, where is this person at? What's going on in their life? I hope they're okay. And you start to reach out to them. And, you know, it's a painful experience for the group when that individual is not there. It's a painful experience if you're that individual who's leaving the group. It's a painful experience. And so I, I, I beg and I ask, get into group. Now, we are going to do a online Zoom group at some point. So if you're unable to get in proximity of people or you just want to see what this is about, we're going to start one, uh, I think, on Wednesdays. So you're, you're going to be able to do that. I'll have more information about that later. But let me tell you, man, it, it you come to this place to connect with Christ, to connect with others in community. So you, you can understand and be and realize that you're convinced of Jesus' love, changed by his love. You're a communicator of Jesus' love which leads you to maturity and understanding the diversity of the gifts, all so you can go from this place as a group to grow and to display the goodness of Jesus to a world that is in need. To a world that is in need. So get involved, get connected into a group, Go to our Instagram. There's a link at the top of our bio you can click on because growth happens in group. Well, that's what we talked about on Tuesday night here at the Harbor. We did have group signups. Uh, It was a shorter message. Obviously, you can tell that. Um, but it was a shorter message because we wanted to give everybody an opportunity to sign up for a group. If you're listening to this and you're a local, you're here in Tampa, you're a USF student, man, there, as I said, there's so much importance on getting into a group, signing into a group. I, I stated in that message that you can go to our Instagram page, the Harbor BHC, and there is a link in our bio that you can click that link and you can see all of the community groups that are listed out. I did also mention, and I don't believe it is in that list, we will be starting a Zoom community group here soon. I think it's going to be on Wednesdays. I still have to um, nail that down. We weren't, we're, I'm still unsure. I'm still working with a few individuals to get that nailed down. But um, So if you can't, necessarily be in proximity or you're kind of nervous. I know maybe some of you are zoomed out. I know zoom has been like a result of COVID from 2020 and everybody did zoom and you may be like, I'm done with zoom and that's, that's completely fine. Um, that would super encourage you to get 
in proximity then to a group. But if you are the type of person you're like, I just want to check it out. I don't know what it is. Man, Zoom is your best friend at this moment in time. So I'll come out with um, when that group will drop. Again, I, I'm working with a, a couple of individuals to get that group together. So we will see. Again, it is so important to get into a group. I cannot tell you. And I know I shared a story in that message uh, about the importance of a group, how I grew and my wife grew. I can't tell you. If you were to talk to any of our community group leaders, they would tell you it is an amazing time to grow as an individual, to grow in friendship, to grow around like-minded individuals. It's a way to continue the conversation. Maybe you do a, a study. Maybe you listen to this podcast and you talk about it. You contend with each other on certain things. I've had groups where they legitimately started studying Genesis and the creation story and started asking questions around dinosaurs, asking questions around where did they go? How did they fall into the creation story? Uh, I've had questions of where is it literalism in Genesis or is it allegory? Uh, you know, all these questions regarding scripture. Uh, I've also had groups. We've also had groups. I shouldn't say I because it's not my group, right? Like we've also had groups <laughs> here at the Harbor that they've done a series on what it means to be a man or a woman in Christ. And so uh, we've had those kind of groups. So there's, there's, there's a place for everybody. We pride ourselves on the desire for everybody to being connected into a group and to connect with each other as you connect to Christ. So if you have any questions about that, again, as I always state, you can email me at cstephen, C-S-T-E-P-H-E-N at bayhope.com. If you have any questions about getting connected into a group or you have a question about the message or another episode um, I would love to answer those here on the Continuing the Conversation podcast. I will be out next week. I'm traveling to LA. So the next episode will probably not drop for a couple of weeks. I'm super excited for our good friend, Armand. He's going to be uh, bringing God's word on Tuesday night. So if you can be here for that, he's going to wrap up our discussion about the harbor and he's going to end the conversation for this collection this discussion on a place to go from so be here for that as well uh, him and i will be recording that message and that continuing the conversation and that will drop in a couple weeks so be on the lookout for that and you guys are awesome i love you all till next time I'm out.